Everybody doing all right today? Good. Anybody know how I'm doing? That's right. Awesome. Praise God. I want to start off this evening by uh, reading a little something to you. Uh, it was the t- this week, by the way, is the Ministry of Helps Conference over in Midland. And I've been uh, uh, going over there for the services as much as I can. And uh, this was brought to my attention again this morning by the, one of the speakers. And um, I just thought it really was fitting to the, the, uh, the, day, in, the day that we live and also the subject matter that we're talking about here on Wednesday nights. Um, and it's a thing called I Predict. Pastor Barclay uh, does an I Predict every year. <clears throat> and uh, let, me, let me just read a few of these. You ready? Yeah. All right. The year 2020 is designed to be a year of plenty, plenty of blessing for those who walk with God and live his holy lifestyle and plenty of trouble for those who don't. Are you a do or a don't? (laughs) Are you ready for this? We'll see more and more Christians working as double agents, one day for the kingdom of God and another day for the kingdom of this world. Time to decide whose side you're on. Whose side are you on? Well, you're the midweek service people, so probably pretty safe to know which side you're on. Now, you ready for this one? By the way, these, these came out, I think, if I'm not mistaken, they typically come out around September, October of the previous... The, so this was actually... Uh, in in my hand, somewhere around September, October 2019, right? Listen to this. There will be a spirit of civil war in America, and without deep intercession and the intervention of God, great rioting in our streets like we've never seen before. Are you kidding me? Of course, we we know that's not actually happening right now. For those of you who are sleeping, that was sarcasm, by the way. Um, Number four, hatred will fight hard to be the dominant force in America. But the church can turn that if, everybody say if, if we fight, we will prevail. This isn't a season for the church to think that all we got to do is just tuck in and pray and watch the videos in the morning and and uh, you know come to church on Wednesday night and and uh, no 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 and then cast a vote because you know you a party line vote and just go back to sitting around. That's not that's not where we're at, y'all. I'm different. Still doing supernaturally, but then I'm different right now than I was five months ago. Are you? Number five, many of God's rules, laws, and ways will be cast down if the church does not show up on election day and vote for those who support our God and his ways. And it's one of the things that I intend to do over a few of the weeks to come to begin to pull out the things, the platforms, the issues. And basically get right straight in your grill 
that shares with you a little bit about my attitude about it, uh, about what's godly and what's ungodly. And uh, if you choose to vote for that which is unbiblical, maybe I should put it that way. If you choose to vote for that which is unbiblical because you're loyal to a party line, I pray that you receive conviction by the Holy Spirit to become a repentant believer. Is that your grill enough, Steve? Close? Close, he says, that's close. Number six, we will witness. I'm just blown away. I mean, I read this for the first time today and probably, I don't remember, since probably the beginning of the year. It's been a long time. We will witness both a meltdown and a reckoning in Washington. I don't, there's not one of them that's missed yet. <laughs> Number seven, many disciples. Oh, and this one, this one makes me really angry. I'm not an angry preacher. Y'all know that, right? I'm not proving that well this evening, but uh, I intend to make sure that the body of Christ, at least here at Resurrection Life Church, is ready for the end, Amen. is prepared for the end. And that you're strong, and that you're able to overcome. Here's the, here's the, the prophetic word. Many disciples will be anemic and lethargic as they saturate themselves with the news and the drama of the day rather, rather than the ministry and the Word of God. I know. Can I help you with something? It said disciples. It didn't say converts. You see, disciples is the third in the process. You become, you become a, a, a born again. Then you become a convert, basically an epistle. You become something's being written on your life. Then you become a disciple. You don't start out a disciple. This didn't say many converts. This said many, I'm trying to help you qualify. This is talking about, yeah, thank you very much. This happens every time I go to a conference over in Midland. I come back just, man, like guns loaded. I've only been to one evening service and one morning service. I'm going again for a couple more days, so. Where am I at? Oh, my. Number eight. This this hit me, because remember, I, I, I brought this as a scripture at some point along the way here and felt like this was a mantle. I talked with you all about the new anointing, a new mantle on my life, right? And then I used a scripture out of Zechariah. It says, God will blow his trumpet in Zion and sound his alarm in the holy mountain. And many will come and be saved and healed and finally delivered. You know what the holy mountain is? The church. Just so you know. I'm throwing a lot of stuff at you here in my little introduction. Number nine. There will be manifestations of angels. Yes, Jesus, yes. When we were singing uh, Sunday morning, the holy, holy thing, I was just, man, I was like, I think I even said one time, angels 
choir of angels sing with us. I'm looking forward to it, y'all. There will be manifestations of angels. As we praise and worship our God, Jonathan, there will be times when we will hear the choir of heaven in our sanctuaries. Now, we that one hasn't actually happened here yet. Well, it has in the past, but not in the recent time. So we're now eight out of nine. Good chance nine's going to happen. I'm going. Come on, brother. What have I been talking about every day? I hope y'all are every day thinking Sunday coming. Some oh, I can't wait for Sunday. Can't wait for Sunday. I want Sunday. Oh, I love Sunday. Now, add to that, Sunday Angel Choir, Sunday Angel Choir in Jesus' name. Mm, 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 mm. Number 10, this is y'all right here. Whew. There will be a, hallelujah. I didn't intend to get emotional about it. Apparently it's because I, I don't have a drink, but anyway, that's just another thing. Number 10, there'll be a new, fresh hunger for truth. And the truly called, just point at yourself and say, that's me. The truly called and God-anointed preachers will deliver it with greater boldness, loudness, and convicting power. Number 11, demons will manifest this year, but totally bump into each other as confusion scrambles the region of the damned in their schemes, wiles, and attacks against the holy saints miserably fail. And Jonathan, what sends confusing ambushments against the enemy? Worship. Remember the story in the second Chronicles, I think? Sent the praise team out in front of Yep, that means that praise team better be clean before the Lord. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm taking some pastoral moments here. Did I get a water yet? I didn't get a water yet. One's coming, one cometh. Number 12, I see the beginnings of a final great revival of repentance and many, many people running to the altar to be clean and shake off the effects of this filthy world, discharging demonic forces and breaking the bands of wickedness. You know, I believe there is going to be another revival, but I don't think it's going to be a revival like any of us have anticipated a revival will look. Uh, I've heard it, heard it said, many, many have prophesied a great revival before the coming of the Lord, but we all got a really skewed idea of what a revival really looks like. And uh, I believe there'll be another great awakening, but I don't think it's going to be an awakening like this planet has ever seen yet, because I think what it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of sleeping Christians are going to wake up. And that'll be a great awakening, probably what many believers and Christians are going to wake up to is the fact that they need to repent. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that very much. Let me baptize my vocal cords here. Ooh, that's cold. Um, mm. 
Oh, you ready for number 13? This, this one. Things will, fast, things will manifest 20 times faster than before in the realm of the good and the not so good. Drop the mic and walk off the platform. You ready for number 14? Or shall I stop? Shall I stop? Oh, Jesus. Number 14, God will demonstrate himself strong on behalf of those who proclaim his word and live his lifestyle. And he makes a, a note here, says, better check your records for your church attendance, Bible study, prayer, etc. Number 15, the God of the tithe. Everybody say, oh, come on, did we have to go there? Number 15, the God of the tithe will manifest himself in the day of your trouble. He made it personal there, didn't he? He didn't talk about the. The God of the tithe will manifest himself in the day of your trouble and in the valley of the shadow of death. And then he adds a commentary, how's your tithing record look? Yeah, that was for a moment, a moment of somber, sober silence. I know, you're ready for 16. We will continue to see the buildup for the preparation of Armageddon. Every nation involved is there now for the first time in human history. Number 17, those who fight sin. Have you been fighting sin? I don't, there must not be anybody here. Could you turn some lights on? Felt like there for a minute was a single living person in the house. Are you all fighting sin? Okay, now I don't want you to answer. I want you to just let this go internal. Is there any sin you're still living with? Is there any sin you've chosen to, now God knows my heart. I'm like Paul, it's a thorn in my side. I'm just flowing with what God's given me for tonight, y'all. Because I want that revival of repentance. I want to be, uh, I want to be undone by the Lord and fall on my face and say, "Woe is me!" And I know that none of us should have to say, "Well, we need a powerful outpouring of the Spirit for that to happen." But quite frankly, folks, that is not what's happening in the Church of America today. So that's why I'm challenging you. Those who fight sin in their own life and help others get free, will be personally congratulated by the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 This next one's me, for sure. I hope it's you. A great boldness. Bold as a lion will come upon Christians who are walking with God, and our witness will be the most potent it's been in a very long time. Number 19, the Antichrist and those who welcome him will consistently reject the way of the Christian in the Bible lifestyle and claim they have God's permission to live a dirty, deluded life. Mm. This is the last one, y'all. 
then you have to put up with just hearing what I got to say. We will witness utter destruction and horror as God's people turn even more fleshly and carnal. They will claim their illegitimate lifestyle is liberty rather than wrong, and Satan will drive them even deeper into deception. And Pastor Barclay's final word is repent now. I haven't looked at this. I don't know that I've, I haven't looked at it at all through any of the COVID stuff, which started, what, February, something like that? I probably haven't looked at this since the end of last year. Maybe I brought a little bit of it at the beginning of the year or something. But, uh, man, this is right on. It's right on. It helps me understand myself even a little bit more because I say, Lord, what are you doing to me? Changing parts of me. Um, and I'm all, I'm all right with that. Are you all right with him changing parts of you? Yeah. yeah. See, the real church is a remnant. The real church is a remnant. There's a lot of folks out there watching me right now, and I don't mean to get in your grill, so to speak. But why aren't you here tonight? What? Have you just gotten comfortable sitting at home watching it on TV? That's what's happened to a lot of people. I don't need to go out. I can watch it on TV. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, I think. You don't need to turn there. This is just coming out of nowhere. Well, we know where it's coming from, but you know what I mean. Let us not forsake the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some. But as the day approaches, let us provoke one another toward love and good works. That's what the Bible says. I'm just, man, the Holy Spirit keeps provoking me. A good friend of mine, John Perminsky, pastors a church over in Ionia. I watched a video of his... Uh, number of weeks ago, and uh, he was, actually he was uh, talking uh, to all those folks that have decided not to come back to church. I'm going to make a bunch of you mad. I don't mean to. I honestly, let the Holy Spirit deal with it, and uh, you can get mad at me if you want, but I'm a messenger of the Lord, and I don't mind saying so. Um, he talked about the fact that um, he received a word from God about being in church during this thing. And he said, and he looked in the camera, and he said, did you receive a word from God about staying home? I'll leave it there. That was enough said. Lord, would you please release me to get to this stuff? All right, we are uh, discussing Jacob's trouble, the tribulation. Some of you are going, you're causing enough tribulation right now. Um, I went over a review last week over some of the different rapture positions. And um, 
stopped us as we begin to kind of connect what Jesus was saying in Matthew chapter 24 to some Old Testament um, examples. So would you turn your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 24? Anybody love the Word? Wow, Jesus. Huh? Good. Good. Excellent. And I just feel a heaviness, a burden on my heart. Matthew chapter 24. I'm going to preach the word and let the word do the work. I'm going to read the entire chapter of Matthew chapter 24, okay? Because if you remember everything about end times, all of the prophets, all of the writers in the New Testament, letters, etc., they need to match what Jesus said about end times, not Jesus needs to match what they said. That, that's, a, that's an underlying fiber, undergirding of this whole thing, is that we don't cherry-pick one of the Apostle Paul's texts that don't actually, and say, well, Jesus must match. No, it, it, if, we, if we look at this at face value, saying Jesus is the authority on this, then you will see, I challenge you to do this, you will see that every other author's, and I'm speaking of Bible author's, You'll see that every other Bible author's text will also match what Jesus had to say in Matthew 24. Okay? Again, just have to argue the point for those who say, well, Matthew 24 wasn't written to the Gentiles. That's just, that's just written to the, the Hebrew people, the Jews. Well, then I don't know where you see that at. You, had to use that as a, you have to imply that that's true. You have to suppose that that's the case in order to, to fit your theological position because there's nothing there that suddenly Jesus quits talking to everybody and other than his disciples, I think that's where it comes from. His disciples pulled him to the side. Oh, I guess I better read. Um, verse 3, now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, maybe it's that the disciples came to him privately thing, um, saying, tell us when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Pretty straightforward question, don't you think? Need to turn the lights up some more? And Jesus answered and said to them, yeah, turn the lights up a little bit more. Give me a little more. Let me see these folks. We don't need to get all moody. Turn the lights up so they can read their Bible. Not my lights. Give some light out there. Are those lights broken? Okay, thank you very much. There they are. <laughs> you won't get by with not saying amen now because I can see you. Amen. amen. <laughs> All right. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. Whew. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but 
the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in various places. You all know that we just had a three-point-something earthquake here in Michigan, right? You knew, you knew that, right? Yeah. And that there was a hurricane in Iowa. You all know about the hurricane in Iowa? You know why you don't know about that? It's not on the mainstream media. Hurricane force winds went through Iowa, destroyed almost all of their actual their crops. Look it up. It happened. Hurricane force winds came through Iowa across the entire state and demolished untold things. Yeah, it was just uh, what three or four or five days ago. There was a three point two something like that earthquake here in Michigan. And earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up. Man, that's a quantum leap. We went from famines, pestilences, earthquakes to then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. That's quite a quantum leap. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. And then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound. (laughs) Come on, y'all. And even the media is not giving you all of that. Because lawlessness, lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures... To the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. I mean, Jesus is flat out answering the question. Verse 15, therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, Whoever reads, let him understand, and then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains, and let him who is on the housetop not go down to take anything out of his house, and let him who is in the field not go back to get his clothes. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days, and pray that your flight may not be in winter or on the Sabbath, for then there will be great tribulation such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time. No, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Then if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or there, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I've told you beforehand. In other words, Jesus is saying, I'm giving you fair warning Verse 26, therefore, if they say to you, look, he's in the desert, do not go out, or look, he's in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For wherever the carcass is, there the eagles will be gathered together. Immediately, everybody say immediately, after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened. 
and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. We're talking about a cosmic disturbance. Then, everybody say then. You got to read this at face value, you all. I know it doesn't match some of y'all's theology, but then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then, everybody say then, all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory, and he will send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of the heaven to the other. What does that sound like? Yeah, I know it was hard to say, but that's what it sounds like. Verse 32. Now learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near at the doors. Surely I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. I've got to stop there because this is where we're supposed to actually talk a little bit tonight. It looks like maybe I've used up most of my time already. We think that the whole as in the days of Noah thing has to do with the fact that they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage. And I'm telling you, that's not what he's trying to show us here, okay? The best way to know what it was like in the days of Noah is to go back to Genesis and read about the days of Noah, which we'll do. Until, the, okay, so let me, for as, in the day, for as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them all away, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two men will be in the field, one will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken, the other left. Watch, therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. See, that's my, that's my, uh, that's the assignment I have is to prepare you. I didn't say believe like me. Prepare you for the coming of the Lord. You have to take the work, the word that is disseminated to you and take and go between you and the Holy Spirit for the conviction and revelation that you receive. You'll be held accountable to whatever conviction and revelation that you've been given. I'm held accountable to the, the conviction and revelation that I have received. And if I don't share it with you, if I don't teach you just to give you the information to take to the Holy Spirit, then I'll be held accountable for that. So as much as I'm having fun in this process, I'm taking this very, 
serious. If, for those of you who would like that end times teaching not be so serious, <laughs> Mike got it. <laughs> Duh. It doesn't get any more serious, Chuck, than the last days. So, they yeah, all are staring at me. Lord, they're all staring at me. Uh, verse 45, who then, who then is a faithful and wise servant who is master made ruler over his household to give them food in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing. Assuredly, I say to you that he will make him ruler over all his goods. But if that evil servant says in his heart, my master is delaying his coming and begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunkards, the master of that servant will come on a day when he's not looking for him and an hour that he's not aware of and will cut him in two and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's an interesting text right there because we think that all of this judgment is just for the unbelievers. Uh-uh, that's not what a hypocrite is. A hypocrite is someone who says they're a believer but acts like something else. And will appoint him as a portion with the hypocrites. There's no, hypocr no hypocrites here? Or? Shake your head. Nah. Probably talking about that other person over there. Oh, Lord, that took up so much time. So what we need to do is we need to face the facts. That there are a lot of people that think that things are just going to blow over. And somehow this is all going to get better. Can I help you? August has just been a breath. It's just been a breath. Some people have not been taking in the oxygen that we've been given in August because in September, October, and November, it's about to get crazy all up in here. I'm telling you. And if you think that it's going to end in November, you got another thing coming. Because December, January, and February, when they're fighting over who's actually won the election. I'm not, I'm not joking around, y'all. We are in a serious, serious season. I'm deeply bummed at all the empty seats. Not because I feel important when the seats are full. But my heart is grieved by those that are not receiving this. Love y'all. God bless you. So yeah, we got to quit looking through rose-colored glasses. The Bible doesn't teach us that things are going to get better. It, the Bible teaches us that things are going to get more difficult. And I intend to be dealing. I'm going to. I'm going to do everything in my power to just live free from sin in this earth suit. I'm always going to have to deal with it. Right? None of us are perfect. But the person who says I no longer have to deal with sin, quite frankly, as a fool and a liar. It, the problem is with Christians who have decided to now live with their sins versus saying, oh, I gotta, I'm, get, I'm, I'm repenting, Lord! And those who would say that repentance is not a part of the gospel of Jesus Christ are spreading a gospel of demonology. Straightforward enough, I guess. I'm not reveling in being straightforward. I wish the Lord didn't give me this assignment. 
but he did, and I don't end up, I'm not going to end up in the figurative belly of a whale. <laughs> Amen? All right, we did read Matthew, didn't we? So, I got a few minutes left, I'm going to take it. When his disciples ask him, what, how would this thing happen, and when will it be, and what will it be like, Jesus compared it to two Old Testament examples. He compared it to the time of Noah, and he compared it to the time of Lot. Now, I grew up in the times that I was in church as a young kid in Pentecost, and the whole message there was about eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage. That's why I said that's been the focus for so many years. Those of you who grew up in Pentecost know that that's been kind of the focal point about what it's going to be like in the last days. They're going to be eating, they're going to be drinking, they're going to be marrying. No, 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 that's, 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 that's not what's happening here. So Jesus answered their question about what it's going to be like during the tribulation, right? And, and, and right before his coming. He said, during the tribulation and right before I come, this is what it's going to be like. It's going to be like Noah, the times of Noah. Say the times of Noah. And the times of Lot. Say the times of Lot. Now, that begs the question, well, what was it like in the times of Noah? What was it like in the times of Lot? You ready? Genesis chapter 6. Oh, man, I can't even express to you the weight of sharing the weight of this. It's on my spirit. I feel like I'm wearing a lead suit. So heavy. I've not experienced this. I don't know if I've ever experienced it like I'm experiencing it right now. Jesus. All right. What did I say? Genesis 6? All right. Starting with verse 4. Five, and, of course, this is the times of Noah and um, verse 5 says, Then the Lord saw. If you, this, again, remember that Jesus gave this example to say, as it was in the time of Noah, so it will be just before I come, Right? So now what we're doing is we're going there and actually looking at what it was like in the time of Noah. And the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was evil continually. Oh, that's a lot more than eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage. In fact, I could put a thermometer in the culture of today. And say that that's the day that we live in right now, where every intent of the thought of the heart of people is predominantly evil continually. This was what it was like in the days of Noah, that he saw, God saw great wickedness on the earth, and he recognized that in his creation, man, every thought was about how to do evil. And the Lord was sorry that he made man. What a sad, sad statement. And he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing, and birds of the air, 
for I am sorry that I have made them. It should break our hearts to even hear those words. Because remember that Jesus told his disciples what it will be like just before I come. If you really want to know what it will be like, then go discover what it was like in the days of Noah. And I I tell you what, it, it does not take rocket science for any of us to get our heads out of the sand for a moment and recognize there is nothing but evil in the minds of people. They're propagating that which is wrong and saying that it's right. As Doc prophesied, they will take an opportunity to say that they have permission by God to do the things that they are doing. I've seen that already happening. We live in a society where predominantly, and unfortunately for much of the church, it's about what can I get away with? What can I do? can live any way I want, right? We'll just call it godly. It's a vision of God. We'll do it in our church. We'll have a wine small group. I didn't mean W-H-I-N-E. There's already those. Huh? Thank you. That's what I want you to feel. I, I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but what I'm feeling, maybe that's the heaviness I'm feeling. I think we're in a season where God's heart is broken. And oh my God, that his heart could be broken that he even created us. It should break your heart. And we're not going to change the world. And I wonder if we can even change Resurrection Life Church. But Michael, you can work on you. Connie, you can work on you. I could pick every other name in here. Each of us will stand before the Lord alone, if you will. So, uh, I want you to notice the harmony between the the New and the Old Testament. It's not hard to connect the dots here. Uh, Lawlessness, uh, hello. We're, are you kidding me? If you're watching the news at all, some of the places like Portland and others, the leaders of the city are actually promoting and, 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 and condoning the lawlessness. It's one of the other prophecies of Doc. What? At the end of the time here, well, 2020, excuse me, he said in 2020, America will practically be at civil war. I think I said to Diane, if, 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 if President Trump wins, there'll be civil war in America. If President Trump loses, sin and lawlessness will have reached its maturity in America. And it should grieve our hearts. It should break our hearts at what God must be thinking. Here's what I see is, is people who go, well, I'm, not, I'm, I'm coming to church. I'm doing the tear up my Bible thing. God's got to be happy with me about that. Are you repenting of your sin? If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and repent of their sin, pray and seek my face, then I'll hear their prayers and I'll forgive their sins 
and I'll heal their land. You want to know why our land's not being healed? Because the church is still sitting in its forage cushions. I'm not beating against you all because you all are here and I'm chiseling your hearts. No chiseled chest, just chiseled hearts. That's a joke between me and my brother there. How about, uh, okay, lawlessness, right? Maybe we should look at Lot. Let's look at Lot. Um, I think it would be verse, uh, let's see. Oh, I need to go, excuse me, I'm sorry. Let's go to verse 11, chapter 6. This is not Lot. This is still more about what it was like in the days of Noah. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. Have a hard time connecting the dot there? So God looked upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence. You see, the whole thing about as it was in the days of Noah is not about eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage. It's about the fact that every intent of man was toward evil, and the earth was filled with violence. Welcome to 2020. Right? How about, uh, let's go to Luke. Let's go to Luke chapter 17. While you're going there, I'm going to Genesis 19. So you can end up going there as well. Because again, what we're looking at right now is Jesus said to his disciples when they said, what will it be like? He said, well, it's going to be just like it was in the days of Noah. Right? Pretty straight up, right? You don't have to get the lexicon and the commentaries and the dictionary out to figure that out. It's going to be like it was in Noah's time. We just looked at there was violence everywhere and the thoughts and intents of mankind were evil. Continually adds to it. He also said it's going to be just like it was in the days of, of Lot. Did I have you go to Luke 17? This is a scripture I didn't give you, uh, Chris. So this is a one that I put together this afternoon for this. We're going to get ready to bring it to an end here soon, but I don't know. I'm, maybe, I'm, maybe we need to quit worrying about how quick we get out of church. I'm sorry, I don't, I'm not, I've not been an emotional basket case at all today. I think it's the anointing. Um, let's see where I'm at. Genesis, oh yeah, Luke, chapter 17, I'm going to read verses 26. This is interesting because this is also Jesus, uh, another uh, relaying of the story when the disciples said, what's it going to be like? And so we're starting with verse 26, and as it was in the days of Noah, so it will also be in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married wives, and they were giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Then he goes on to say, Likewise, as it was also in the days of Lot. They ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven. So what was that like in the days of Lot? The days of Noah, if you remember, the thoughts and intents of man was evil. How can we take what is right? and call it wrong, how can we take what is wrong and call it right? In fact, how can we even say, God has given us permission to do this? 
And not only was the thoughts of man continually evil, but violence had filled the earth. Friends, from my understanding, Kenosha, Wisconsin is not a metropolis. Okay? Small town. Maybe not small town. I don't know. Is it like the size of Saginaw or something? Yeah. It's not a metropolis. I've said a couple times, I'm sure glad we live here in Breckenridge. Ain't nobody coming over to Breckentucky. We're safe over here in Breckenridge. That's foolishness on my part, isn't it? And yours, by the way. Um, Genesis chapter 19. Because we've already looked at what it was like in the days of Noah. I'm going to say it again. The thoughts of man was evil continually. And violence filled the earth. Okay? Not hard to connect those two dots. Uh, and then in uh, Genesis chapter 19, I'm going to read verses 4 through 9. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. So the story is, uh, you know, the angels have shown up in Sodom and Gomorrah, and they're at Lot's house because they, they went to warn Lot and his family that the Lord is going to rain down fire and brimstone on Sodom and Gomorrah. That's the, the, the back story here. Okay, so they're all in the house, the two angels and Lot's family. Okay? And so, now before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, both old and young, all people from every quarter, surrounded the house. And they called to Lot and said to him, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out so that we may know them carnally. Do I need to explain that? We have children in the room, so I'm not going to explain it. You adults should know what I'm talking about right here. So Lot went out to them through the doorway, shut the door behind them, and I don't even want to read. You all read quietly what... Um, verse, and we have children in the room, so it's important. Please, my brethren, do not do so wickedly. Oh, you guys read verse 8 yourselves, and if you want to talk to your children about it later, that's okay. And after verse 8, they still wouldn't relinquish. In verse 9, and they said, Stand back! And then they said, this, this one came in to, to stay here, and, and he keeps acting like a judge. All right, that's important, because what we have here is moral decline. The first one with the days of Noah was every thought of man was evil continually, and violence filled the earth. And in this one, what we see is that uh, there's moral corruption, and the other part of it was the one righteous person in the place trying to bring righteousness and truth to the environment. They called him, oh, you're just being judgmental. You're a bigot. You hate. So we got lawlessness, moral decline, 
If you want to look at anything else, how about Antichrist mentality is everywhere. This whole COVID thing, I believe in a spiritual sense, has been an attempt to shut down God's people, to shut the mouth of God's people. There are churches that are closed, even in our neighborhood in Breckenridge, because of what has happened right now, that place is up for sale. And it's happened everywhere. And how about murder of the innocent? I don't even want to calculate how many babies have been murdered. I need to say this. Your parents can help me clean up later on. But we do have a, two people running in the office right now who actually voted for the termination of babies in the eighth and ninth month. And what I understand that if the baby, even after that procedure was done, came out alive, kill it. I'm sorry, kids. I'm sorry, parents. Trying to be, you guys will, it should be happening at home anyway, right? (laughs) But I didn't call their name. Okay, Uncle Sam, if you're watching this video, I didn't call the name of the people, but you know who I'm talking about. And so do you all. So, yeah, go ahead and vote for that. Because that's what you're voting for if you, vote, if you vote down that party line just because you're a loyalist to the party line. That's what you're voting for. And if so, boy, you got some repenting to do. Pastor, you ought to be more concerned about offending people. I'm sorry. I'm more concerned about offending my God. You should feel the same way. Wow. All right, I'll keep moving. So the earth was corrupt, right? In Noah's time and in Lot's time. Remember again, in Noah's time, it was evil continually in their thoughts and violence filled the earth. Hello. And in Lot's time, it was complete moral degradation and decline. And calling the ones who speak the righteous truth haters and bigots. I know that's not the words that they used, but that's literally what was happening there. I don't know. Does it seem similar in some way, shape, or manner? I'm sorry, I'm 64 years old. I know I'm not the oldest person in the room. But I'm old enough to know that, I mean, I was, I was born you know, back in the day when you know, 1956, I think TVs just came out. I don't, they weren't really going strong at that time. I, re- I remember seeing the Beatles on Ed Sullivan in black and white. Huh? Come on, y'all. What, what's going on today has never gone on in our lifetime. But Jesus said, just like it was then is how it will be now. We're seeing this in 2020, y'all. Oh, dear God, I don't even want to think about what 2021 will be like, except for the fact that those who are true blue to Jesus are going to be guarded by the covenant and promises of God through it all. 
Whether you're raptured out of here before this church service is over or whether you're here at the end, if you're a true blue, disciple of Jesus Christ, you will be miraculously covered through it all. I know. I get that. It's not a part of me that says I'm hoping around for seeing that miracle, but wouldn't that be cool? Except for the fact that a lot of people will not survive it because it says they'll hate you and they'll kill you. So, you know, I kind of apologize to the families that have kids here, but you know what? You guys need to be teaching your, I'm sure you are, teach your kids this stuff. I heard about it when I was their age, and I can tell you right now, back in the holiness church movement, they didn't pull no punches. The only saving grace of the whole thing was you could probably get raptured before you leave the building tonight. Anybody ready to go home? I think I need to. All right, here's what it says on my page. Close. It actually says close. Will you give me time to close this out, and then we can start a whole new subject? Well, not a new subject, but a new portion because the next thing I'm going to start talking about is the day of the Lord. Yikes. You all are like, this wasn't Yikes? <laughs> <laughs> oh. What happened in the time of Noah and the time of Lot is God looked and he saw all this evil. And he said, no, 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 this was not my plan. I planned perfection. And in order to redeem the land, he purged the land of sin and started all over again with a whole new family, okay? And he said, we're going to get a fresh start on everything because this was not my intention and I'm going to redeem mankind. In each of these, we can look at the negatives of the whole thing, but what the positive side of it is is God's redemption plan. Because God's redemption plan is always there. And I believe because we're going to see a new heaven and a new earth. The Bible teaches us. We're going to look at that real quick as we close. You know what? This is what God's going to do in the great tribulation. There's going to be plagues that are going to be released. It's going to be horrible. It's going to be horrifying. It's going to be terrible. And it's not just because God's mad. It's not because God's frustrated. It's not because God's like, I can't believe we did this. Boy, did we ever mess up. No. This is all part of God's redemption plan. He's not out of his mind with anger and says, I'm going to wipe out all of mankind. No, no. Listen, y'all. He has a plan. He has a redemptive purpose through Jesus Christ. Should we be around for the final judgments? I look back at the children of Israel in the time of the plagues that hit Egypt. I can only imagine a part of me that says, wonder what those Egyptians were thinking when fire, hail that was on fire was falling on their house, but not on the Hebrew house or anyone in Goshen. All of our livestock got killed, but all of theirs are just fine. God has a plan. I intend to be a part of that plan. Amen? No matter what I have to go through, because the Bible teaches us we have to be ready, prepared, equipped to endure to the end. That is not the average church today. The average church today leaves God because they didn't like what the preacher said. I don't pray that any of y'all do that. Please don't. 
Don't do that. So there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. <laughs> Amen. And that's you and me. We are the redeemed creation. That's you and me if we are covered by the blood of the Lamb. And I am, and I intend to endure to the end. If that's what's required of me, again, you've heard me say, if the pre-trib is right, let it be right. I'd rather be out of here right now before it's all over. Right? But what if it's not? What if it's not? What if it's not? Do you have the stamina to endure to the end? And most people, maybe even some here, don't have the stamina to make it through a hard day? You all are thinking, boy, I'll be glad when Sunday gets here because it's bound to get better on Sunday than it is. I'm bound to preach something positive on Sunday. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11 says, They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they didn't even love their lives even unto death. Revelation 7, 14, These are the ones who come out of the great tribulation and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Matthew 24, 13, He who endures to the end will be saved. Hebrews 3, 12 through 14, Be careful then, dear brothers and sisters, make sure... Excuse me, that your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving, turning you away from the living God. You must warn each other every day while it is still today, so that none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened against God. For if we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as when we first believed, we will share in all that belongs to Christ. Boy, if there's not a qualifier, in the Bible, that's one. If we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as when we first believed. Come on. When you all first believed, you carried Bibles big enough to choke a horse and would go down to the courthouse corner and beat people over the head with it. Now, oh, I don't sh- I'll just let my life be an example. So we've got to get a grip on the fact that we are nearer the return of the Lord than ever before. I'm trying to convey that to you tonight. It wasn't about some, I didn't have, there's nothing in me that says, be melodramatic, it'll affect their hearts. No, man, there was, an, a, there was a, a burden. There's a burden on my heart, y'all. I'm burdened for you. I'm burdened for you. I choose not to see you go to hell. I choose not to see any of you go to hell. All right, let's close this thing out. Revelation chapter 21. And I am closing. It's the last thing. What? Yes. Well, you're going to love it when I get done with it. <laughs> that, that, that's snarky. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I made a commitment. I'm going to end each service on a positive note without watering anything down. That's important. There's no need to go and end it on a positive note just to make you feel good. But how about ending it on a positive note with the actual truth that's relayed to what we're talking about here? Amen? And so, uh, isn't there something we said in the very beginning? Anybody remember? Y'all remember? Stand up. Stretch your legs. We're almost done. It's only a quarter after eight. I'm not going to go much further. Just a couple minutes. Those of you who weren't with us, we made this statement. Jesus is coming back for me. 
right? Remember that? Remember? It was like a pledge. Jesus is coming because I wanted you to personalize it. Okay? The words are, Jesus is coming back for me. Are you ready to say it together? Jesus is coming back for me. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Y'all got quiet there? What is the matter with you? Let's try that again. Jesus is coming back for me. Yeah! Yeah! All right, shut up and sit down. I'm going to read the scripture. We're going home. Amen? I'm sorry, kids. I shouldn't have, sh- I sh- parents, I shouldn't have said that, those two words. <laughs> Thank you all for bringing your kids. You're really keeping me online. <laughs> I'm sorry, kids. Pastor Rick should not have said shut up. So please forgive me. I should have just said be quiet. Will you all forgive me? I bet your parents have taught you not to say that, haven't they? You, (laughs) Revelation chapter 21, oh, thank you, Jesus. Linda, get ready to shout. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be will be with them and be their God, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, no sorrow, no crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give the fountain of water of life freely to him who thirst. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the cowardly un... I'll stop with seven. I'm stopping with seven. I'm stopping with seven. Somebody give the Lord a praise in the house of God tonight. (laughs) Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Whew. I am glad this is over. That's a weird thing to say, I know, but you guys, you, you don't know what this feels like. Maybe you do. This mantle, my burden for you. And so maybe it explains why I'm the way I am. And I hope you still love me. Amen. Prove it with chicken dinner, otherwise. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right, stand up so I can send you home blessed. (laughs) Oh, Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for tonight. You have made this real. This is you, Lord. This is you. You're preparing us to be your bride without spot or wrinkle, without blemish. for that great day. Now, Lord, you're preparing us to make it through the rest of 2020 
to face 2021 as strong believers, disciples, overcomers. I speak that blessing over each and every one of these beloved saints. Over each of these kids that are here, I speak these blessings over them, Lord. I speak a special anointing on these parents to be able to take the difficult words that I've had to say tonight and bring it home to their children in such a way that they can recognize there's nothing to fear. It's nothing to fear. You're a family of believers and overcomers, and God's got you in the palm of his right hand. Amen, amen, amen. I call you blessed. Can't wait to see you on Sunday morning. Have a wonderful evening.